Joining us now, he is a sports columnist for the Chicago Tribune. Hopefully boots on the ground up there at Olympia Fields. Teddy Greenstein joins us. Teddy, what's going hey, on Teddy. this morning? Mark and Matt, how you doing? Good, I'm not man. up there just yet, but uh, I certainly will be when the big boys tee off. So I understand that the, the scores of these players are struggling so bad because they can't get comfortable because the dang locker room's so hot. <laughs> I read that article, <laughs> Teddy. I, I can't that believe that. Great. Is that not funny? Oh, you know, God. It's funny. My editor looks for me to write offbeat golf stuff. <laughs> um, the theory being, you know, if Jason Day shoots 64, I could write the world's greatest Jason Day column. <laughs> and not yeah. that many people are going to click on it because everybody's writing about Jason Day. So I always look for un, unusual stories. So last year I wrote about all these super fancy clubs in the Chicago area where the membership's pretty wealthy and they don't have air conditioning in the men's locker room. Unbelievable. And one of them is Chicago Golf, and another is Olympia Field. And Olympia Field, as you guys know, their locker room is so big, I think it literally had its own uh, zip code for a while. <laughs> so they have this giant locker room, and uh, they just have like a million fans going. And then, unluckily for the club, Thursday and Friday, it was scorching, yeah. man. It was about 100 degrees on the heat index. But uh, cooler temps today, absolutely perfect weekend. Yeah, it looks, uh, I think what mid 70s for both days yeah i am just you know it's a good day when you actually have to like bring uh you know bring a windbreaker or something yeah. it, it looks just completely perfect out there and it'll be good relief for the guys because the course has played tough and and you know the hot conditions have contributed to it teddy do you think the uh the the golf course will still hold up as far as you know not giving up low scores uh, based on the weather for the weekend yeah, you know, I would imagine that the pins, some of them might be a little more uh, receptive yeah. this weekend. Um, I, I think maybe the Western Golf Association will give these guys a break. Like, they've proved their point. Yeah. And the fact that only two guys are under par through two rounds, and that score is minus one. If they wanted to show that Olympia Fields is a U.S. Open quality venue, they have done that. So I would think maybe the guys get a little bit of a break and um, – I would guess the winning score ends up being maybe six, seven, eight under par. Mm. Well, I was going to say just a, just a guess. I have not broken down the pins today, but the fact that also it's kind of cooler outside, I think maybe that'll uh, make the greens a little more receptive. We got a little rain overnight. Uh, I don't know how much they got there. That's about forty miles north of me. I, I live near Wrigley Field, but um, I, I just have a sense that, that some guys are going to thrive a little bit more over the weekend. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I mean, in in the first two rounds of the U.S. Open back in 2003, uh, you know, Brett Quigley, Tom Watson were the first round leaders at minus five, and Jim Furyk and Vijay Singh were the second round leaders at seven under par. So a U.S. Right. Open in 03 was, was six shots better to par than the guys are this week. It just goes to show, I mean, there are really two things that determine how hard a course plays. One is the weather, and two is the setup. And in 03, it had been raining heading into uh, that U.S. Open, so things were just kind of soft. And then the club members were horrified. The USGA, for whatever reason, like a couple days before the event, said, hey, let's cut down the rough to two inches. Hmm. And then on top of it, there was this wind shift that they didn't um, anticipate. Uh So, you know, it's the 18th hole. It's supposed to be rigorous, and guys are hitting wedges in. 
And it was just such a dud of a U.S. Open. I mean, look at it this way. Jim Furyk bogeyed the final two holes, and he still won by three. So there was basically no drama. It was an unexciting leaderboard, and all these scoring records were broken in the first three days. And, and Teddy, you're right about the setup. We were talking earlier about how you you saw at Muirfield that you can manipulate the golf course in one week, you know, and make it as hard as it can be, right? So. Yeah, and and then also, but it's funny, like in overseas, they don't seem to care as much. Like if the weather allows uh, guys to shoot 18 under in the Open Championship, they say, okay, well, it just happened to be rainy and it wasn't windy that week. And if it's really dry and windy, they say, okay, the winning score is going to be four under. And they don't get all offended like – like yeah. club members here, you know, at Olympia Fields, they were just so angry in 03 because they'd been talking about how hard their course was. Also, back then, you guys know, it was such a big deal in the U.S. Open. Like, that was the event that was supposed to be around par. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has obviously changed since then. I mean, Aaron Hills yeah. you know, had a U.S. Open. and What was the winning score there? Was it 16 or 18 or whatever it was? But back then, it was like it's so embarrassing if guys were, were shooting in the mid-60s and, and Vijay Singh had a 63 that week. Yeah, I mean it's well. We know the USJ's lost their mind with course setup anyway. I'm a I'm a I'm a PGA Championship guy set up now. I mean I, I me, always me I always yeah. feel like you know what? Let's let these guys hit good shots and make birdies, and and let when right. they hit bad shots, let make them make doubles and triples. I'm I'm fine with that. Exactly. I mean this whole USGA thing. It, it's like they they went to the two extremes. Um, you know, at certain venues like Shinnecock, it's ridiculously and stupidly hard where you hit a quality shot and it just rolls off the back of the green. And then they went to the other extreme of Aaron Hills and Aaron Hills was kind of soft and it wasn't windy that week. And, you know, guys were, I mean, Justin Thomas on 18, he hit a three wood on the green from, what was it? 320. Mm. I mean, I should know because I've walked on that plaque a couple of times, but it's something that is superhuman and uh, the scores were crazy low. So the USGA is like forever struggling to get it right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I, I hope it doesn't get super, uh, you know, easy out there today. I mean, I don't, I don't, like I said, we talked about this earlier. I don't mind seeing this occasionally, but I think there needs to be a better balance between, you know, going to Boston last week and having two inches of, you know, nothing rough and watching DJ shoot 30 under versus this week where there's God knows what, at least five inches of rough and, and, you know, even par is a good score. You know, it's nice to see the even par, you know, and it's a fair golf course. I mean, it's not, you know, Shinnecock USGA out of control. I think it's a very fair test, but at the same time, week in and week out, I mean, I would like to see more towards the even par than I want to see towards the 30. Yeah, and you know what? The tour guys say that, too. Like, I was surprised. I thought maybe there were going to be some complaints because I noticed one of the holes out at Olympia, so it's number eight, and it's a long par three. It played 215 yesterday. Um, Paul Casey hit probably a four iron. It landed on the front of the green, mm-hmm. and it rolled off the green. Yeah. And it's not a small green. It's a big green. Yeah. And so I thought the guys were going to be annoyed. But guess what? The ones who were hitting the proper shot were landing it short of the green or hitting, you know, exaggerated cuts that weren't going to release hard. So um, nobody complained about it. They all said this is, you know, this is proper and it's challenging and we like the setup. Yeah, I don't think PGA Tour players have a problem with tough but fair. Yeah. 
I think when you get out of control tough and there's nothing you can do. Like I, I always go back to the Grand McDowell U.S. Open win at Pebble Beach. The 17th hole mm-hmm. on Saturday and Sunday was ridiculous, was especially ridiculous. on Sunday. The, the only way that you could get that ball on the green was to hit it into the rough and hope it kicked right. left properly the, onto yeah. the green. I Great That's point. what I have it's a problem with. It's not fair. No. If you don't give the right. opportunity, like you said, I mean, that hole, if you landed it on, it was going over. If you yeah. landed it just short, it would stay on. If you hit a, a nice high falling cut, it would stay in the green. They right. they and, thrive and, and, and in that. The, yeah, and just to finish the thought there, so on that eighth, you guys will see it today. There is a bunker, but it's like it must just be a sight bunker because it's probably 40 yards short of the green. Mm-hmm. There is tons of room to land it short of the green. So if you're really thinking your way through and talking it with, you know talking about it with your caddy, that's what the guys knew. If you landed that 10, 15 yards short of the green, it was going to release and give you a you know, 20-footer. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, but before we let you go, Teddy, uh, it's interesting. When you're out there and you're wandering around and, you know, a guy makes a bomb of a putt or something like that and, you know, you hear a smattering of applause. <laughs> it's like, awful. Like it's your club championship and there's guys up in the veranda watching you or something like that. Right. Um, you know, you're a sports guy. Uh, you know, we were talking about this way earlier about college football. I mean, I'm a Clemson guy. 81,000 plus at Clemson Stadium. They're going to let 19,000 people in. Clemson scores a touchdown. I feel like it's going to be the same thing as what I'm getting on the PJ Tour now yeah. with a smattering of applause. From the maintenance well, you'll guys, no, yeah. You'll, you'll get no sympathy for me since I'm in Big Ten. Yeah, yeah well. No games and, and if they'd had games, there'd be no fans. So. Man, uh, if, you, if you're if you playing games at Clemson and you can get almost 20,000 in there, man, that is a, that's a blessing. Yeah. But it is weird. You know, it's funny. I, I've cover, I cover a Cubs game and you do different stuff and, and there's so much piped in crowd noise, but there's no piped in crowd noise yeah. at, uh, at golf events. So, yeah, you do hear either nothing or, you know, some sort of polite golf clap when uh, when guys do something good. Or Tiger cursing. At least the Cubbies are playing good, though, Teddy. Well, Cubs are good, man. White Sox yeah. are better right now. Are they? White Sox are, are, are scorching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I never realized, do they play each other twice twice a year, right? Two and two? Is that, is that how that works? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's changed a lot over the years. But um, they had a series at, uh, at Wrigley over the weekend where the White Sox won the first two yeah. and the Cubs rallied for game three. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Well, you know what? Have a great weekend up there, and uh, let's hope that the course continues to play a little difficult and uh, something something between five under and three over wins. How about that? <laughs> I'm in. I like it, guys. Enjoyed it. All right. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Teddy. Take care. See you. Right. That is uh, Teddy Greenstein, the Chicago Tribune sports columnist.